Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're grateful and we're so thankful for the privilege that you blessed us with to come together one more time. I thank you for the beautiful sunshine outside, God, but tonight I'm thankful most of all that the Son of God lives in our hearts. Thank you, God, for answering prayer in so many lives. Lord, there's been those that I've spoken with today, those that as well I've emailed, those that I've received letters, maybe cards from yesterday and today. Uh, Maybe those, God, as well tonight that just need a special touch from a righteous and a mighty God. We just claim that on their behalf tonight and as well our own. Lord, I know from being at the hospital so often, I know, the Lord, that there are so many there that would really give just about everything they own to be here tonight in this service. Not because of anything special in the place or not because of anything special in the preaching, but because of the presence of God they desire to be within. And I thank you, God, for meeting with us tonight. I thank you, God, tonight for already answering prayer. I thank you for the praise reports, the testimonies, all the good news that we've heard all through this day and night. I would just ask you to continuation, Father, of this grace and this love that you show us. May you bless your word tonight. May you allow it to fill us to overflowing. May God, you be praised through it all is my deepest prayer. For I ask it and I pray on behalf of all. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you tonight, I ask you to turn with me to the Old Testament book of Psalms. The Old Testament book of Psalms, I'm going to be in Psalm 121, if you have your Bibles with you. But I wanted to preface, if I could, a little bit about this message. This past week, when I had the privilege of working at a local hospital as a chaplain, one thing that I always notice and I always encounter and I'm always so thankful for is uh, I'm always meeting people that encourage me. Now, you say, what do you mean by encouraging you? What I mean is that. Uh, Sometimes some of the greatest encouragers that we ever find or have in our lives, we least expect them to be there. You ever notice that? Sometimes there are people that we've never met before. Sometimes there are people that God puts in our path, I think, each time, where we can enjoy their presence and as well through that fellowship enjoy the presence of the Lord. It happens daily in the lives of all whom seek the Lord. God's always placing somebody in our path that we can rely on, somebody we can trust in, somebody that we know and believe could be praying for us or would be praying for us uh, through the need that we have in our life. You know, if we look in this Psalm 121, uh, it's very familiar verses, and, and it's and just eight verses is all I'm going to share with you tonight, but they're just so filled just so filled with hope and promise that God gives us. And, you know, I think we need to reclaim that hope and promise because truly this day and time we live in a world when all we hear is doom and gloom. Uh, All we hear most times is the things that are negative. Uh, You know, I've noticed um, you can go through, if you have 500 channels on your television, you can go through all 500 of them and it's hard to find good news. Either you're going by a channel that maybe sometimes will have good news, but maybe... They're in a commercial. Maybe they're, somebody is trying to sell you something during the infomercial or something like that. Or, or maybe a situation where you go by some channels and all they're doing is just spreading filth. Yeah, I said filth because that's what it is. All it's doing is further, further, further steeping this world into sin. You see, but there's people that gain pleasure from the sin. And surely that fuels fire as well that pays bills for many of those major networks. And tonight, I want you to just focus with me on one very important topic that God gives us to work with, 
each and every day is that we all need to trust and know that our help comes from the Lord. I'll say again, we all need to know and we need to trust that our help comes from the Lord. You see, we can have some of the best friends in the world, but when I have a specific need in my life, whether it be small or large, the first one I call on is Jesus because I need that help from above when I can know that I know that I know that God hears my cry. And yes, I said cry because so many times I think some of today's people, even in some of our churches, are afraid to let others see our emotions. You know, as a young boy growing up, one of the things that a young man is taught is almost always never cry around anybody because they'll see how weak you are. And, you know, some of you ladies probably may have heard some of that too, but mainly with the men and mainly with the young people uh, in the time that I was being raised. But you know what I always noticed? I always found myself sometimes when I was hurt or my feelings were hurt, I usually had to go off by myself to cry because I didn't want nobody to see how weak I was. But you know what I learned as I grew older? I learned that in my weakness, He is made strong. And you know, I'm so thankful for that. And I'm so thankful that every day when I find myself weak and every day when I find myself not able to sometimes put a foot in front of the other because of being tired and just not feeling well or whatever the need may be, I still know without any question that in my weakness, God is made strong. Amen. And you know, through that, I give God praise. You know, through our weaknesses, we praise God. We never think about that much. But we do. You know why? Because we take our focus, many of us for the first times, off of the things around us and put our mindset and our promises and our faith righteously upon God. And for the first time, for many of us, we look away from the things of the world, materialism and all the other disgusting things that sometimes we see, and we focus on the one true and living God. And I'm thankful for that tonight, and I'm thankful for that any time that we know God's in our presence, just as this moment. Psalm 121, verse 1, I begin, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Praise God. What some powerful words we have in just those first three verses. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Keeping our eyes and our heart and our mind and our spirit, beloved, focused on God. There is no greater place to live. There is no greater way to live. There is no greater purpose to live than to focus on the anointing of God, the will of God, the love of Christ. He says in verse 2, My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Now, let me focus just a minute on what we have just heard. It says here, read it again, My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Now, I want you to be challenged by what I'm about to say. How many people have you met today that you've seen face to face where you feel like they're so strong they can survive anything? Well, I don't know about you, but I've seen some that I believe inside of their mind they could. But you know what? 
We'll never, ever, 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 beloved, meet anybody on the face of this earth living in the flesh that will ever be stronger and can ever outwork the power of this world greater than our Jesus. He says, my help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. Stop and think about that verse. Does he say that lived in heaven and earth? It said that maketh heaven and the earth. Now, that's a mighty power. I don't know about you. I know we can't get our little simple feeble minds around it sometimes. But I want you to know, beloved, God is the maker of heaven and earth. And he's the creator of all things, regardless of what somebody else may hear and think. God is the creator of all things. And better than that, God tells us that he created us in his own image. What a great promise and what great love we have in knowing that God loved you and I, beloved, so much that He created us, all of mankind, in His own image. we got to shout. we got to praise Him for that. Because you know what? There's squirrels running around my backyard tonight that are not in God's image. And there's snakes walking all through the yards and the grasses in this summertime that are not created in God's image. But God promises us that we have been created as mankind in His own image. Praise be the name of God. You know, stop and just let that sink just for a moment, if you can, in your own spirit. God loves me so much that He created all of mankind just like me in His image. That's awesome stuff. It's wonderful things to know that God loves us so much that He would do so. You see, what's so awesome about it is God didn't have to. You know, what's even more awesome to know is this. God didn't have to love us either, did He? And you know what's even more awesome than that? And God surely didn't have to send His Son to die on behalf of our sins. What a great love we have from our Father. He says in verse 3, He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. God gives us that promise right there out of the psalm that when God puts his hands on you, he'll never take it off and he'll never sleep. He says he'll never slumber. He keepeth thee. There's no one else that you can ever meet, even the one you love the dearest in this world that can ever offer you that promise except God. Verse 5, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The keeper. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is my keeper, if we translate that. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my shade upon my right hand. The Lord is all of my strength, it speaks of, when it speaks of the word shade translated. Listen in verse 6. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Why? Because God created all those. And you see, God is in control tonight, beloved of all those things. See, you'll never see a star in the sky and you'll never find a grain of sand on the beach that God does not know how many there are because they belong to Him. Amen? They belong to God just as you and I tonight belong to God. We need to claim that. We need to walk by that faith and not walk by the sight that the world tries to provide unto us and force unto us through television and through other areas of media that we know is truly wrong in the eyes of God. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. Now that's shouting grounds in my life, beloved. 
Because He promises us this in verse 7, The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that the Lord's going, going to take all evil out of our lives. But He says He'll preserve us from all evil. Let's not mix the words there. Let's not mix up what God has given us a promise thereof. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. You know what one of the most wonderful promises I learned as about a nine-year-old boy was, just a few years after I was saved, is God promised me that if He provides into my heart and my life salvation, and He forgives me of my sins, and I live my life for Him, He'll never leave me, and His promises will always be with me. Even until the end of the age, He promises. We never have to worry about again whether or not God will give us preservation of our soul. Praise be the name of God. And we're reading this last part. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, and even forevermore, the Word says. How much plainer, beloved, can it be put than what that verse 8 testifies to us in a promise? Again, the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in, and from this time forth, and even forevermore. Thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, and even forevermore. You may read and say, what what does that really mean, Billy? What, What does that mean to me? It means no matter where you go as a child of God, God is with you. He's always with you. He preserves your goings. He preserves your comings. He promises us here in the Word that He said from this time forth, from the day of salvation, God gives us this promise. You see, from the day of the cross, when Jesus Christ, the beloved Son of God, was nailed upon that cross and placed there and took upon Himself the sin debt of all of mankind, and that's you and me, and all you'll ever meet. From that moment on forward, He says here that He'll preserve us. Now come to one word that separates the wheat from the tear. One word tonight, beloved, separates the wheat from the tear. And that word is forgiveness. Forgiveness. You see, we can have forgiveness in a lot of ways in our life. But there's one part of you that God placed there the day you were conceived. We call it a soul down deep in the spirit of every man and every woman that has and will ever live. And you know, that spirit and that soul, it'll live eternal. It'll never die. It'll never grow weak. It'll never grow old. Beloved, our soul is a spiritual thing and it's eternal. And God placed it there. But you see, one thing that's not automatic is a redemption of that soul. You see, that redemption has to come through the blood of Jesus Christ the forgiveness of the sin debts of all of mankind. It has to come through the forgiveness and the shed blood of Jesus Christ. You see, it can't be manifested by men. It's not something that anyone can ever go out and buy. You see, the Bible tells us that it's a free gift, and it's free to all of mankind, beloved, you and me alike. But the only reason it's free is because the price has already been paid in full on a cross, on a hill called Calvary, by our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The only reason it's free tonight to you. And you see, all God seeks from all of us. God doesn't ask for anything from us. You see, 
when I came before Christ and when the Lord Jesus Christ saved me one day as a child and saved you from your sins, I had nothing I could give Him. There wasn't a thing in my life I could give Him. I'm sure as a little seven or eight-year-old boy, I probably didn't have a quarter in my pocket. I remember carrying a nickel to give in the Sunday school offering. But you know what? God wasn't looking for my pocket change. God was seeking my heart that day. And you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful that God that day found me. You see, I could run all over this world searching just like people do every day, searching for the finer things, searching for hope and promise, searching for things that will give me peace and joy. And you know what? You can find peace and joy in this world if you have enough money, but I want you to know it's temporary. Once your money's gone, the peace and joy go out the door with it. And I want you to know this as well. It's not a peace or joy that this world or anything can give you in this world that's eternal unless it's of Jesus Christ. We have to be careful these days because we hear so many things preached and proclaimed that teach so many things that so many people will look at it too shallow and stop and think, well, well, I believe what he or she's saying is true. Uh, I believe most of what they're saying is true. Beloved, never trust what most of something says in a sermon's true. You open your word up and you seek God for the answers. And you know what you find then? You'll find whether or not you proofed the truth of the Spirit of God. Amen? Because you see, anyone can proclaim to you any gospel the Word says, but the Word of God says if anyone shares any gospel unto you other than what you first knew, let them be cursed and damned because it's not a gospel of God. It's not the truth that we seek. So many times in our life, so many times in our life, in our earthly existence, beloved, so many people are seeking after the things in this world that causes other people around them to feel like they're okay with things before God. Amen? Sad but true. I have to say it because it's true. So many times we're pleased with our salvation. We're pleased with our walk. We're pleased with our church home. We're pleased with our relationship with God. If everybody around us thinks we're doing good, we seem to be feeling like inside we're doing good. But you see, what we need to do is we need to ask God first. God, am I where you want me to be? And I'm not speaking of in the church I need to be. I'm not speaking of in the translation of the Word of God that I need to be. I'm not speaking of in the group people I need to be. I'm speaking of in a relationship with God that everyone must be. But you see, we have to trust Him. And we have to seek Him, beloved. Not the man behind the pulpit. He's a preacher. But never forget also, He's a man. And never forget also, without the redemption of Jesus Christ, He'd also be heading to hell. Just like you and me. We have to be assured of our salvation in our relationship with the Lord. Rather, we, according to the Word of God, we shall perish and be damned into a devil's hell. For all of eternity in our soul and our spirit will be right there. Share one verse of hope and promise with you that you all already know. That it's so easy to remember that every day we ought to let somebody here, at least one person, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever shall believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world, beloved, to condemn the world, but that rather through His Son the world shall be saved. What a promise. 
that God gives us just as He gave that evening in that Scripture out of John 3.16, John 3.17 to the ruler of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. You see, one day, beloved, we were all just like Nicodemus. One day, we were hidden in the darkness in our sins. And then one day, the light of God spoke into our hearts as a believer tonight. And I pray I can speak that for everybody that hears my voice tonight. But I'm sure with a crowd and an audience this large all over this world, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that somebody may be here in the name of Jesus Christ for the first time tonight. And that's who I want to speak to tonight. I want to speak to those tonight whom are lost and living in the world that feel like everything is okay. Because you know what? Beloved, when we get comfortable, we become complacent. You see, comfort and complacency, they go together like brothers and sisters. You usually see one, you'll see the other one. And you know, we get that way. This awful thing happens in the life of a Christian. What we find in, if those two things come up in our life, we'll find, beloved, that what happens to us is we're not even usable for one moment for God. We're not even usable for one moment for God. I'll tell you something else I've learned years ago. If you don't make yourself available either, God can't use you. If you can't make yourself available, God cannot use you. Why do I say that? Do I mean you've got to always be standing at the attention waiting for God to walk by? Absolutely not. That's childish to even think that. What I'm speaking of tonight is in knowing that when God speaks to your heart, you're ready to serve God. When God speaks to your heart, beloved, are you ready to serve God is the big question tonight that I want to share with you. You know, one of the greatest blessings in my life are the people that God places in my life. And I say that, many of you probably can say the same thing. Some of the greatest blessings in my life are the people that God places in my life. You know, I've got people in my life tonight. Some are relatives. Some are friends. Some are co-workers. Some are people that I just happened to meet just today for the first time that are lost. And when I mean lost, I don't mean they don't have a GPS or a good road map. I mean they're lost in their sins. I mean they're lost in the turmoil and the tumultuousness of this world and they're damned and they're heading to hell without even an understanding of where they're going. You see, if I didn't really believe that tonight, you know what, I'd probably be home tonight drinking a glass of cold iced tea and eating a sandwich instead of being here. But I know there's so many people that will have an opportunity to hear tonight this message that God has laid upon our hearts that I want someone to hear that. I want someone to be brought unto the realm in the understanding of God's love. I'm sure you have people just like I've just described in your life. People that you would just give everything that you possibly have ever owned to see them come to Jesus and one day walk up to you and say, Mama, Daddy, I want you to know the day that Jesus spoke to me and now I belong to Him. You know what? I don't believe anything that would ever make our mom or dad any more proud, any more blessed than to hear that their children have been forgiven. There's no greater love than that of a man that would give his life for his friends. It's the Word. No greater love. Jesus one day gave His life for all of us. All you'll ever meet, all you've ever heard, all you'll ever know. We need to be His hands and His feet, beloved. We need to share the good news and the gospel message of Jesus Christ all around this world. And you know what is amazing about it? 
This world in your life and this world in my life begins right where I stand or see it. Amen? It begins right here. It actually begins right in your heart. Because if you don't have a desire to serve God, it's all in a waste. You know, I hear people quite often, at least once a week, sometimes a lot more, tell me, I don't know why God leaves me here. I don't know why God continues to leave me here in this world. Uh, I'm sick and I'm not doing well. I'm not thriving. I'm not doing good things. I'm not doing anything for God, I hear some people say. I don't really know why God leaves me here. Well, you know, I want you to know something. We serve a mighty God and we serve a graceful God. Have you ever stopped and thought for one minute? And if you do, it'll give you goosebumps and cold chills. Maybe God left you here just today, one more day to give you a second chance to serve Him. Another day for another chance, another opportunity to serve Him. And you see, serving God, it's not all about your money, and it's not all about what you can do with your physical being. It's all about your heart. It's all about the desire down inside of your heart. You see, the Bible tells us clearly that when we are saved in Christ Jesus, we become a new creature. And you know, that new creature, it's going to rebel against all those old sinful things in our life. That's why it's so easy to pick out who in this world we come in contact with that really is desiring to live for God. It's so easy to look at someone and see someone's life and see by the way they live their life whether or not they really love Christ. I'm not telling you that so you can judge or I can judge anyone. I'm so far from that. You know what I'd have to do first is stare in my own mirror. You'd have to stare in your own mirrors. What I'm trying to get to you is this, beloved, and I close with this thought. We need to have God to search our hearts and ask God through the searching of our hearts, God, show me how I can be used by you to bless and to glorify your heavenly name. And you know what? I challenge you to ask Him. And ask believing. Ask trusting God to do His work and to do His will in your life. You see, I don't know about you, but all of us have rough edges still, even as a believer. I know i got things in my life still God sandpapers on the corners every day. And you know, I wonder, God, are you going to get through with this sanding God? Because it hurts. And it hurts, and it hurts, and it hurts. But you know what God has to do? God has to work in my life, beloved, in your life. And He has to sand and He has to carve and He has to remove everything about us that's not of Jesus. So you know what I'm thankful for? That in my weakness, He is made strong. His grace abounds tonight. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. I trust tonight God is your help. I trust tonight God is your promise of eternal life. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, we're gracious and we're so filled tonight, God, to overflowing of hope and promise, God, that you give us. Lord, we're not filled tonight because of anything that we can or have or would ever be able to do. But God, we're thankful tonight for your grace. Lord, we're thankful for that unmerited favor that you sustain to each one of us that call upon your name as Lord. We're thankful, God, tonight we can claim that. Because a price was paid in full one day on a cross, on a hill, through the shedding of blood of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I'm thankful tonight that He is my Lord and Savior. He is my Redeemer. He is also my hope everlasting. God, search the hearts of each of us in this place. 
draw us unto you through redemption and forgiveness, God, is my prayer. I pray for each one, God, in this place tonight, the needs that are represented. And, Father, there's no greater need in this place or anywhere in this world than those in the hardened hearts of those whom are lost tonight as they hear this message. God, I pray you convict their heart and spirit. Draw them unto you. Let this, God, be their day of salvation. Let, Father, this be their day that their heart, their spirit, their mind, and their body be redeemed through the shedding of blood and the forgiveness for your beloved Son. Have your right of way. Always have your peace and your grace manifested in each of our hearts, God. Lead us and guide us. And, Lord, show us the pathway of righteousness, God, so that we may glorify your heavenly name. And we give you the praise and glory, God, for all things. For we ask it all and we pray. In that name above all names, tonight, Father, I come and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes tonight's live worship service. We pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, each one listening has been blessed through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us back again next week for another live outreach worship service as we together continue praising Jesus Christ. Those tonight who have made decisions to follow Christ, desiring additional biblical resources, or anyone with special prayer concerns are personally invited to visit the Praising Jesus ministry website. The web address is www.praisingjesus.org. That address again is www.praisingjesus.org. We want to thank each of you tonight for listening. We invite you back again next week as together we seek God to guide, mold, and speak to our hearts and lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Good night and may God bless each of you is my prayer.